Welcome back to Mistakes with Donnie Sapphire. I'm Donnie Sapphire, and these are mistakes. This whole podcast is about mistakes that I made, that other people make, that I talk to them about, historical mistakes that we read about in books. This week, it's just a mini-sode, because I wanted to tell this New Year's story. The last major felony I committed on New Year's wasn't the first. That's a different podcast. Probably get around to that maybe next year. But um, it's a little story. It doesn't bear the weight of a full episode. But I just wanted to get it out since tonight is New Year's Eve. And uh, it was a mistake. It's always a mistake to commit a felony. But let me, let me get started at the beginning. Take you back. Close your eyes. And relax. As I paint the picture of a younger even broker version of me. I had no New Year's Eve plans. This was about eight years ago. So I called up my friend Nick. He was as broke as I was. I knew that for sure. I was like, what are you doing for New Year's, bro? He's like, I don't know, I'm just drinking wherever I am, because that was his M.O. He took those plastic bottles of vodka and two liters of Diet Right Cola wherever he went, and he poured the vodka into the bottle of Diet Right Cola. I think his rationale was, Diet Right Cola is such a mom beverage that no one suspects that the two liter you're chugging from has booze in it. Why that should be more true than like a Coca-Cola bottle, though, I don't know. And the downside is Diet Right Cola is shit awful. Like, it's supposed to mask the taste of the alcohol, but in that combination, the alcohol is actually more delicious. So we knew we were going to drink this horrible shit. Well, he was going to provide it, and I was going to drink it. But uh, we didn't know where. I'm like, dude, we got to find a place to party. And then he calls me the morning of that New Year's morning, previous morning. He says... Hey, my dad got a new place because my parents are splitting up, and so we can go there. And I was like, oh, I hadn't heard his parents were splitting up until that phone call, which he, he played it. It's almost like he was waiting to introduce the news in an optimistic way. So he was like, hey, I hadn't mentioned this, but my parents are splitting up. But the good news is my dad just got his own place, and he's not going to be there. We can go there and drink. And I was like, that sounds still kind of pathetic, but better than drinking on the street, I guess. We tried to get enough people to come over and make it a house party. We got like three other people, so it's a house party of five. And we go to his dad's place. It's really like a basement of a ranch house that somebody has gone to the trouble of actually turning into a separate apartment, you know, a separate external door. But it's a basement of a ranch house, man. And I see him kind of fiddling with the lock. We're like, what are you doing over there, dude? Is the key broken or something? He's like, no, I don't have a key. I'm just breaking in. And we're like, oh, shit. Is your dad cool with that? And he's like, well, who do you think taught me how to break into places? <laughs> like, touche. Uh, but, you know, like, all right. I mean, if you're sure this is okay, like, I don't know if that's really a crime. To, your friend goes in a place, misleads you that it's okay for you to be there. Whose burden of proof is it that you not be trespassing? I don't think that argument would work because if it did, people would always just claim ignorance of the law. Yeah, ignorance of the law is no excuse. So, yeah, if we got caught, I would have at least been trespassing. And we're in there for 10 minutes, you know, just drinking this horrible concoction, him, me, and these three younger kids 
you know, like when you're 23, some people still hang out with 18 year olds, even though to your 23 year old mind, there's, there's a vast gulf of maturity that separates them from you. You know, you're just like, ah, I'm cooler than that. But Nick was one of those guys who had always had a few 18 year old dudes. It was just like they were lackeys to him because he had like a station wagon. <laughs> so we were there for about 10 minutes and then we had this rustling at the door because the guy's not going to knock. It's his own place. He doesn't expect us to be there. He has rustling, the door opens, and his dad comes in with a female companion. He looks at all of us as a group. He says, oh, shit, what the? And then he sees his son, Nick, and also he sees us noticing his lady friend. And she is an older lady. I'd say 63, 65, like that, it seemed to me, wearing a miniskirt, a see-through miniskirt, and, like, clownish levels of makeup. Bright red lips just drawn onto a face and rouge and blush and and she smells like cheap perfume and we're all like okay either this is a prostitute or it's someone from another culture that doesn't know to an american eye this looks like uh what a prostitute would be wearing <laughs> but she, she seemed european so i couldn't rule that out he's standing there with her sort of considering the situation and then instead of yelling he says hey guys good to see you nick's friends right want a drink or something and his eyes were saying, hurry up and get the fuck out of here because I came here with my lady friend. But uh, Nick just heard the invitation to drink and he sat down. He started talking to his dad, telling his dad all about what he'd been up to since the last time they spoke, his job, his school situation. And I was like, is this all? Maybe think maybe the whole thing was a ruse to get some FaceTime with his dad. This is my paranoid uh, consideration at the time. Like, oh, look how he wanted us to get he, he just wants to see his dad. He knew it would work out this way. And then later I was like, no, that's not, not, he did not want that to happen. But yeah, he was having a good time. And the rest of us are just sitting around increasingly uncomfortable. And then we hear the Russian lady, Eastern European lady, whatever, say to Nick's dad, uh, you want another hour? It's your money. At that point we were like, oh, well, she said what we were thinking. Obviously, this is a business transaction and we should get the fuck out of here. We're like, Nick, and we like grabbed Nick and we dragged him out. She said to him like on the side, but like, I wouldn't say like she whispered it. So we dragged Nick out of there. We ended up watching the clock hit 12 in a station wagon, a park station wagon, drinking two liter bottles of Diet Right that were partially cheap vodka, exactly as we expected to be. Which was the only thing I told him I wanted not to spend New Year's doing. Oh, but we, we gave it a shot. We had a house party for 10 good minutes and 10 really uncomfortable minutes. And we got away with a pretty serious crime. Breaking and entering, trespassing, Home invasion. Home invasion definitely sounds the coolest. Like uh, a very small army got into your house. I guess the moral of this story is if you're going to commit a crime with a victim, and nobody should, victimless crimes are the only good ones, right? But if you have to have a victim for your crime, that victim should also be doing something illegal when you do your crime at them. I think prostitution should be legal for the record. It's not that I think it's funny or awkward that someone would have a prostitute, but, you know, it's pretty obvious in hindsight that Nick's dad didn't want us to tell anyone that we saw him with a prostitute. So he decided not to get us in trouble for our breaking into his house, which is illegal. But having a prostitute is also illegal. Also, he probably wouldn't want to his son go to jail because it was all his son's idea. But in my mind, I'm like, that guy walked in, looked at us and said, these fuckers are going to jail. Then looked at his prostitute and he was like, 
Well, I guess I'd better just sit down and smile about it. Because if I tell on them, they tell on me. Yes, there's no doubt that we would have gone to jail. And for a long time, too. If we hadn't had the good luck to catch him while he was also committing a crime. So I guess my lesson for you kids out there in radio podcast land, radio land or podcast land, I'm not quite sure, is, hey, if you want to beat somebody up tonight, make sure that they're in the middle of robbing a store. You know, if you want to vandalize property, try to stop a rape in the act. There's nothing funny about rape. Rape's awful. But, you know, it's true. If you have to beat somebody up, it really ought to be a rapist. Have a happy 2015. More episodes of Mistakes are coming soon. Each one a bigger mistake than the last. I know you've already figured out how to listen to this because you're listening to this, but just in case you were hit by a rock halfway through, the website for this show is soundcloud.com slash mistakespod. The Twitter is twitter.com slash mistakespod. You can find it on iTunes by searching Mistakes with Donnie Sapphire, or just Mistakes, or just Donnie Sapphire in the podcast. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one on there. Um, yeah, have a fantastic rest of your... And have a fantastic evening. And have a fantastic evening. Don't hurt anybody. Seriously. Learn from my mistakes.